Welcome to another episode of Beard Talks. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how I train for strongman, my training regime, and how I deal with the annoyance of having a plateau. So, let's get the, the disclaimers out of the way, guys. I am not a personal trainer. I don't claim to be an expert in fitness or exercise. Again, I've got the basic knowledge from my experiences. The only qualification that I've got is I've got an NCF, NCFE certificate in exercise studies. But that's it. I've got no extensive knowledge or certification to say I'm I'm qualified to talk about this sort of thing. So again, do not take what I am talking about and do it for yourself again, guys. If, if you're looking to get into fitness and gym work, speak to a doctor and speak to a personal trainer to do something that's specific towards you. The same way that I talk about my diet, again, it's specific for me. So what I, how I train is specific for what for my goals. But, you know, feel free to take ideas and maybe incorporate some stuff into your programme. But do not take what I'm saying word for word. You know, it, it could lead to injuries and it could lead to you not achieving your goals. That's out of the way. Let's get down to how I train. Now, powerlifting and bodybuilding and um, strongmen, we all train different ways. You know, we all get different goals. You know, powerlifting and strongman is quite similar. You know, as it's all about like you know, that raw power, that explosiveness, and, and be able to be like strong, like and whatnot. But the difference between powerlifting and the strongman is that powerlifters only got three main movements. That's your deadlift, your squat, and your bench. So, a powerlifter will concentrate on training for them three exercises. You know, try and get their body to be, you know, that they're most efficient during the exercises. Whereas, you know, reverse strongman, it's you know various various different uh, events you can do like and whatnot. You know, it's not about going to a show and doing three things. We're doing five, six, seven events. You know, there could be max. Max strength events, there could be rep events, you know, there could be athletic events like a yoke run, that sort of thing. So it's more complex to train for um strongman. And again, bodybuilders it's more about, you know, looking good, getting toned, you know, and, and be able to present themselves on on stage. So everybody will train differently towards their goals. Again, like I said before, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, you will train differently to a powerlifter. A powerlifter will train differently to how somebody that's just training for athletics you know so everything's going to be quite dif- uh, different the gimmicks so I'll train specifically for my goals and what I want to do <coughs> so typically I'll train four days a week uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and have a rest day Friday, Saturday and I'll try and get an event day in on Sunday um, again that's how I like to do it you know sometimes it doesn't always work out so sometimes you have to like you know have a rest day in the middle of the week and train the next day or something like that, that you know, that's part of life. But specifically for myself, each day will be as you would normally do, I'll have a, I'll have a leg day, shoulder day, chest day, that sort of thing. The only thing I don't have a day for is arms. Thus, quite frankly, we don't need to train arms as a main function or a main movement. Um, you know, unlike bodybuilders who have like a set day for training arms, you know, it's not important to us to have big biceps, you know what I mean? It's um they're more of an accessory to what we do. <laughs> so, getting down to it then, I'll break down a day. So, say if I've got um, shoulders one day. So, I'll go to the gym. I'll get warmed up. I'll spend about 15, 20 minutes stretching off, you know, getting the blood into the muscles like that. 
getting myself nice and loose, getting my heart rate, you know, slowly increasing that, you know. Just to, obviously, it's just important to get a good warm up on the go, you know, you don't get injured, you know, it's just, it'll set you back far too long for the sake of not warming up, it's just stupid in the day, so. So, like I said, 10 15 minutes warming up, like that, stretching off, that sort of thing. Um, I'll go and go and do some dumbbell pressing. This is a weird one. This is not a big, I picked up from Eddie Hall. My heel would do a shoulder, a dumbbell press, fatigue it, um, just get the muscles pumping full of blood. You know, that's that sort of thing. So I'll do three sets. I'll do 15 kilo, 17 kilo, and 20 kilo. Each set would be for a max, you know, until the fatigue. You know, so then you're going to feel your, your shoulders full of blood. It's pumping, you're nice and warm. You know, then you're ready to do your main exercise. So... I always start the session with the biggest lifts. So back day will be deadlifting, uh, leg day will be squats, um, chest day will be incline bench. You know, the big heavy session, the big heavy sets I'll do, I'll do start the session. So shoulders, it'll be some form of overhead press. So whilst training for my competition, I had a lug press in there, so I was training lug press. Um, it could be lug press, it could be axle press, it could be overhead dumbbell press, you know, on the, on the circus dumbbell, you know. So, so it would be a main specific heavy lift. Um, so how I'll do it was, I'll always start with a clean bar, no weight on it. I do a few reps, you know, ten, fifteen reps to just get that, just to get the muscles firing, get the um the blood flowing, and get my body used to that movement. You know, get all the little individual fibers firing up that sort of thing I'll tend to do two sets of that and between them sets I'll get a medicine ball out or not a medicine ball sorry a um, massage, massage ball I just go across the muscles of the massage ball getting you know digging the ball in deep to get you know again get, to, get, to get blood to them hard to reach muscles you know, it's, it's important to keep yourself you know the muscles full of blood so you're not so you're not seizing up so you're nice and loose so that's important like that so I'll do that for two sets and then I'll, I'll tend to pyramid up, so I'll start off with one plate each side or whatever I'm doing. And I'll do like three, four reps of that. You know, again, nothing too heavy. Just to get myself warmed up again. You know, it, it's all about not putting on not putting on too much pressure straight away. So I'll gradually build up, you know. Do like a set of say, you know, 40 kilo on the uh, lug. Do a set of about six or seven of, the, of them and pull it down up in the weight you know these sets I've got the smallest rest time because I don't want my body to cool down too fast I want to be working it hard enough so my muscles stay warm and relaxed now I get to my working set so my working set generally when I was uh, training for my competition was 80 82 kilo so I'll do I'd like to do about four to five sets at a working at working weight, you know. Um, rep, I rep about between four and six reps. Um, again, it all depends on the on the type of training I'm trying to do. So, if I'm trying to um, increase my uh, one rep max, I would do more sets, um, more reps. Or if it's just trying to maintain it, then I'll just do the 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 lower sets 
we'll do more set. The the lower reps will do more sets. That's tend to that tend to how it work. So after that big session, that's usually about an hour into the training like that. That takes about a good a good forty five to sixty minutes. You know, it all depends on what I'm doing. Um, so once that's out of the way, I'll have a break. I'll have something to eat. Like I said on the diet video, I take a protein bars with me like that. So I have a little snack. Just again, just get the carbs on board. Just get the protein in there. Just so I can start to rebuild and start refueling myself ready for the session. And for the rest of it, it's typically like a bodybuilder with heavier weights. So I would do um, uh, seated lat raises. Um, I would do um, a military press for lightweight for reps. You know, just work on the accessory sort of thing. You know, it's important that. You don't neglect it. You don't neglect your accessories. You know, yeah, okay. You can do the main lift, so you, you know your your main heads of your um shoulders are working fine, but little little muscles come into effect. So make sure I'm firing each part of my shoulder, each part of the movement, so I'm nice and strong. The main one for me is doing um face pulls on the cable. You know, it's important to get your real that to to get your rear doubts firing up and get them nice and strong. You know, when you're overhead pressing, you know, the rear doubts are great for stability, so it's important to get them spot on. So generally, the rest of the session will take about, again, another hour maximum to do my accessory sort of work, you know. The rep ranges are, you know, between 8 and 10 reps. It'll vary each week, so if one week I'm doing a heavy session, I'll do the lighter weights on the accessory work and the heavier weights on the main lifts. Or vice versa. So if I'm doing a, a lighter week, it will be the lighter sets and the lighter weights for the main lifts, and the heavier weights for the accessory sort of stuff. Um, and again, obviously the 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 reps will vary. So the heavier reps, the heavy weights, I'm doing about four to six reps. The lighter weights, there again, six to ten reps. That sort of uh, that sort of thing. So that's like two hours into my session, I've done my main lifting. So, like I said, we're doing shoulders, for example. So that would be my um, log pressing. That's done. A good hour into that. Now it's down, and I've done my accessory work. You know, now it's down to cardio. Something that I do neglect quite often in my cardio. Oh no, sorry, I, I tell a lie. With shoulders, I'll incorporate my triceps into them as well. So I'll do I'll do two or three exercises for triceps. Usually a cable pull down of some of some description. Again, it's more the, the you know the eight to ten rep ranges that sort of thing. You know, um, so a cable pull down, um, a tricep raise, things, something like that. Something that keeps me that, that that keeps the triceps working in that sort of manner that would be working for overhead pressing. You know, if you really break down the overhead press, your triceps are quite heavily involved in that. So I treat them as a accessory. Same with biceps. I'll train biceps on um back day. Just because your biceps again are a good accessory for back, you know, that, that pulling sort of motion. You know, every every exercise that you're doing, you're pushing away from your body, you're engaging your triceps, and everything we do when you're pulling something towards your body, you're engaging your biceps. So it's good to so as a strong man we use the biceps and triceps as an accessory. So we've done the main lifting, the accessories, I've done my triceps, down for doing the cardio again. Cardio is something that I don't do a lot of. I'm the first one to admit that. Um, something that when I get back training, I want to get really into my cardio. 
typically cardio is if I can do an event specific cardio like um yoke walk or um farmer's walk that's something sort of I'll do that if I can if not it's tend to be I've got there's a ski machine that I use at the gym so I do interval training on the ski machine um I'll do like a minute non-stop for about five sets <laughs> then I'll go on to the um the bike do about again over 10 minutes of interval training on that you know uh so interval training is I'll do a standard easy pace for a minute then that are 30 seconds all out burst so as fast as I can 30 seconds you know stop and then, and then another minute you know the importance of that sort of training is two things it's uh, great to get um, to burn fat off it's great for your cardio as well but most importantly it's great for recovery and a strong man it's a case of you competing for a minute so for that minute you got to give everything you got you're working at a high intensity for that one minute then you got to recover quickly for the, for the next event so interval training, that sort of thing is great for that recovery. You know, just get your cardio in that sort of state so it can, so it can adapt quickly. So then I'll do that. Again, that's another like 15, 20 minutes done. Um, then, some of that I don't do a lot of, some I should do a lot is core work. So I'll do some core exercises. So some um, sit up and twists, you know, some um, sit up and holds. Uh, plank that sort of thing just to work my core just get my core engaging you know obviously your core again is a massive stabiliser if you're doing you know overhead pressing um, deadlifting squats you know it's, it stabilises your body it's so important to get the core right you know some, again something that I don't do a lot of is my core um, so when I'm back training it back into the groove of things I will be doing a lot more core work you know yeah okay six packs you know look good but serve more of a purpose than just looking good you know, um, so generally that'd be that sort of like how I train for the day. Um, like I said, each day is different. You know, um, deadlifting I'll do on back day. Beginning it'd be a case of I'm going to the gym, getting warmed up, do my deadlifts, and then do my accessory work, sort of so like upper back work and you know, lat pull downs. Um, you know, uh, rows that sort of thing, and also biceps. When I train legs though, I'll do my squats, I'll do my leg pressing that sort of thing. But I'll incorporate some grip work. So I'll do some grip training. So for that I would do I'll get a ten kilo dumbbell, pull it so I'm holding the um the ball part of it and just do like a pinch grip off the floor, you know, I try to hold it as for, for as long as I can. I'll do ten kilo dumbbell for as long as I can, like whatnot. I'll do three sets of that to the fatigue, usually it's about 15-20 seconds, that sort of thing. And then I'll go on to doing the same sort of principle where I'm holding you know, a pinch grip for um, fatigue. I'll do it with a plate. So the two main two go thing. Then my two main things I'll do for grip work. Another thing that I do is I just get a barbell out and put on I don't know a five kilo either side. Just hold the barbell one handed in the middle of the bar, and that destroys your forearms because you're trying to not only work your grip. Obviously, the bar's unstable, so you're trying to fight against the movement of the bar to keep it to to keep it stable. You know, it's a great way to work your grip and your stabilizers. You know, um, so they might go to things. I generally do them once a week when I train legs. Um, I str- I try and structure my leg day in the middle of of, of my day of my week like that. So I'll do two days of of um, upper body leg day, and then my last day will be upper body again. 
Um, that's how I've always trained it. But I always mix things about. So I'll do, so say one week I'll do Monday will be shoulders, Tuesday will be back, then legs on Wednesday, and Thursday will be chest. I'll do that for two weeks. The week after that I'll change it. So I'll do maybe I'll do chest on Monday, back on Tuesday, legs Wednesday, and Thursday will be shoulders. No. It's all about keeping your body guessing. Um, the reason why I always keep my leg day in the middle of the week is just to give my body that bit of a rest. You know, um, strongman's very upper body power um, focused. So if you're training like you know two three days in a row, it's really hard to keep that momentum up. Like that's so why I tend to do my legs middle of the week. You know, rest upper body like that and just work my legs for a bit. You know, um, does that's like in the principle how I would train how I train for strongman you know um, again it's a difficult one to train for in, in, in a regular gym because like a normal gym won't have that sort of specific, specific equipment for strongman that's why it's good to try and do once a week event training so when I was prepping for my competition I went to two different gyms I went to Shreds where I done my main bulk of training and I was lucky there because they had an axle bar they had a log, and they've got a yoke as well, so they've got some decent stuff there for Strongman, and they've got a hammer as well. So some good stuff for Strongman, but I was finding specific stuff like stone lifting, uh, monster logs, that sort of thing they didn't have there, so I would train at other gyms. Now the plan is for me is to, in the future, train at two gyms again, but on a Sunday I want to use that as an event day, so that's the case of going to a Strongman gym somewhere, and doing free events. So that could be some stone lifting, some yoke walks, and maybe some lug press, that sort of thing, you know, that, that sort of principle. Again, it's just good to train, you know, to train your bulk at a normal gym and get that specificness in your team to program like that. I know it's, it's so important. If you want to do strong man, you have to do your event training, you know. It's one thing being gym strong it's another thing being actually strong you know what I mean like I know guys that are strong in the gym doing a competition and realize how weak they actually were because strong man's more about awkwardness you know it's like each event's awkward you know anybody can lift up you know a box that weighs 100 kilo off the floor like that bunch of stone a big round object that you can't get your arms around it, 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 it like destabilizes you it's really difficult <laughs> so yeah that's main book of things now after doing strength sort of um, you know all being in the gym that like, we'll try and get strong everybody at some point will plateau you know it's something you can't avoid you know you can train around it and try and avoid it but at some point you will plateau on some sort of lifts like and that so there's very different ways I can get out of that and stop it from happening or just reduce the effects of a plateau um, I've got my own way of dealing with it so I got to a stage where I was deadlifting. I was doing quite well, like that. I got to two hundred kilo. I was at two hundred kilo for absolute ages. You know, I was. I've got a good two months, three months of that two hundred kilo where I couldn't get it anywhere above that. I touched two ten at one point, but that's it. You know, it wasn't consistent. So. People say you know you can do accessory work like and whatnot and change the days you train like and whatnot. It wasn't working for me. I tried to think I said it wasn't working. And um a strong man that I trained with done this uh, body set where you do um like 
90% of the one rep max. And you do it for eight sets, two reps, with a minute break in between it like and that. So we've done it, we've done it for dead different ones like and that. And the week after that, my dead different through the roof. I went from 200 kilo from max to 210 for reps. So it worked. So then I broke that down a little bit. I used that concept, broke it down, and adapted it for myself. So when I plateau, and this works for bench, it works for squat, it works for anything that I've ever done, it works for it. I would do a week where I'm at one rep and do that for five sets. If, if it's one rep or two reps, I've had, I've, but, I've, I've, but I'll do my one rep max for five sets with a long break in between them. I'll do that for a week. Then the week after, I'll drop down to 90% of the one rep max. I'll do two sets of four, no, I'll do two reps, four sets. I'll do that for another week. And after that, I'll do the same principle. So again, 90% of the one rep max. But this time I'll do five sets of it, but I keep doing the, the, the two reps. After them two weeks are done, I'll then decide what I want to go up to. So, I try and increase it by five kilo, my uh, one rep. So, one rep is 210 kilo at this point. So I want to increase it down to 215 kilo. So I would do 90% of 215 kilo. Again, I'll do two reps, four sets, one week. Week after that, I'll do two sets. I'll do two reps, I'll do five sets. Then after that little cycle's done, I'll go back and I'll try and get a new PB. And that's not found me at any point. To work on my squat, I've stuck on a 150 kilo squat for a long time. I've done that. I went from 150 to 170. But they're different as well. I was on 210. Done it for a while. Done the whole principle like that. I got up to a 230 kilo. So, you know, it works for me. Again, in one at work feed, but that's how I, that's how I, you know, combat the plateau again it, it will happen at some point it's just how you deal with it you know um, again if, if that's what you want to, that you want to take away go for it there's there's uh, guys I know they're messing me on Instagram saying you know, I'm plateauing like what do I do like and I said to them no, just give this a try it's worked for them as well so again take it away leave it but we will say guys go and see a personal trainer first and get some proper qualified experience um, advice before you take what I say for a granted like and that so that's my that's how I train now then the next part of it is your lifting aids I've got a video on YouTube about my lifting aids and it's more it's great for like a visual of what I actually use but I do lift I do use lifting aids um, and I will support anybody that wants to do it like that there's guys out there say you know you shouldn't use this you shouldn't use that you should do this you know don't listen to them listen to your own body you know Train how you want to train and use what you want to use. But my advice this year, don't use lifting age, a lifting aid too quickly. There's too many guys in the gym that have just started up that will do a deadlift with a belt on straight away. Or doing bench with some wrist wraps on straight away. You know, you don't do it. You've got to give your, your body time for your ligaments and your tendons that strengthen up as well, like and that, you know what I mean? And if you're using an aid, takes away that the development for you know free tendons and your and your things like whatnot. 
So, you know, I use belts, I use straps, I use knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, you know, even chalk, you know, class has a lift nade as well, like and whatnot. But I won't go and start it out. You know, I won't go and start a session and put a belt on straight away or put my, my straps on straight away. The only time I put some on straight away is, is if there's a small injury there, like a, a, a little niggle, I use it for that extra protection. But I don't always go and use it straight away. I tend to try and keep away from doing it until I get to my heavier, you know, my my, my working weights. For, with exception, um, with deadlifting, I've got the best grip in the world. So I'll use straps quite early on. Um, if I get to about 160 kilo, 170, I'll put straps on then. Um, which again, I'm starting to do less and less cause, because I, because I, you know, I want the grip to naturally get better. You know, and a belt as well. I'll, I'll put a belt on, but that will be later on. Things over they're different belts, you know, because they're different is such a dangerous lift to do that I think it's great to put your supports on as soon as you can within reason you know but when you start getting to that the heavier the heavier weight like that recommend help you support yourself um, like I said before in another video I had a really bad injury doing deadlifting so for me it's more psychological to have the belt on straight away you know um, again I'll get to about 150 160 maybe and put the belt on you know again it does it hinder me? Probably does a little bit, but for me, it's that, that psychological um, effect of I've known I've got support there. Um, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, you know, they're great. They're great for support for your joints again. Don't put mine straight away. I use elbow sleeves when I'm doing my working sets of uh, overhead pressing and chest pressing, that sort of thing. Again, because I want, you know, I, I want the, the joints to naturally and to develop their, their strength naturally you know if you're if putting stuff on straight away you're just hindering them um, my wrist supports are different because I do suffer from bad wrists so I've got two types of supports I've got a cheaper pair um, a harbinger sport pair not cheap but, they're, but they're, 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 they aren't great I tend to use them early on um, but, but that's mainly when I'm benching just, just because the way that my wrists are I tend to bend them a little bit when I'm benching it does cause stress on the wrists so that having a strap on will just help support it like that and get the wrist out of that, that position like whatnot. not the other pair that I've got I've got some SPD ones um, they're very thick and very supportive again I use them mainly for competitions but if I'm doing like a really heavy overhead press or a heavy bench then I put them on then you know just because they're, they're, they're more supportive like and that Um knee sleeves and knee straps um, uh, knee wrap sorry now I use knee sleeves for rep work so say if I'm doing a squat I'm doing 180 kilo for reps I'll put my sleeves on um, you know just to keep the knees supportive you know and to keep it nice and warm so you not um, so it ain't getting cold knee wraps they're very controversial um, they can damage your knees if you use them all the time like that. So that's why I don't use them all the time. For me, knee wraps are there for doing uh, max lifts. So when I try and do two hundred kilo, I put the wraps on. Um, which again, they're great because they um, offer support 
like they're the more supportive than the, what the your sleeves are. Because of elastic, they store a lot of um, kinetic energy in, in your knee, so it helps you like, bounce up like and whatnot, which is great. But again, if you use them more time, A, your knees aren't going to be great, and B, you're not developing the power, you know, because I believe that a strap adds about five kilo to your lift, I think. That's what I reckon, at least five kilo. Just because of the added lift it gives you, the, the added support it gives you when you're getting up like and that, you know, it, it, it does... You can feel that extra power in your in your knee. Um, so for me, knee wraps, therefore, max lifts, which is very rare. You know, you shouldn't go into the gym every week and, and aim for a max lift. So I, I'll do a max lift once every four, five, six weeks. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's not a case of go to the gym every single week like that and try and get a max. You know, it, it'd, be, it'd be like some time between each max that I'd do. Um, and again, for competitions, if there's a squat in there, max squat, then I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the wraps on if it's allowed, like that. So, then my straps and wraps, like that. Um, like I said, I, chalk and tacky are the next one that the I suggest as, as, as lifting aids. Now, chalk and tacky are a lot more sp- specific, especially tacky. Tacky is that more like you know specific to strongman. You know, chalk. Anybody can use chalk. Um, people buy it and think they're going to turn their hands to glue and they can like lift up and lift like that. Chalk isn't really there for glue. Yeah, okay, it helps you, your, your grip and that, and that like and that. So when I put it on, like I, I do feel different in my grip. I use uh, your, your best protein chalk, great chalk. It's a liquid chalk that I use. But for me, if you're going to keep using chalk to improve your grip, then you need to stop using chalk and improve your grip, basically, you know, um, start training your grip, start training your form to get that grip better. Don't rely on the chalk all the time. But personally, myself, I use chalk because I've got sweaty hands and I find that, you know, especially doing rep work, my hands get sweaty quite easily, quite fast. So it's good to have that chalk on to absorb the sweat and it, it doesn't really hinder you, you, the, the, the uh, grip on the bar. Especially if you're doing, like, um, deadlifting, um... And again, it's good to get chalk on your wraps, on on your lifting straps, on your deadlifting. Just so they're more secure to the bar and to each other like that. Tacky, again, is another one where specific to stone lifting. And that is glue that is meant to stick your hands, you know, to to the stone. This one for me where it's a progressive sort of thing, so... When I'm a competition, I was in 100 kilo stone uh, for reps. So I used tacky then. But I think going forward, I'll be using tacky on the heavier one rep stones. Again, because I want my muscles to, to you know, to develop the support itself. Like and that. I want the grip to develop itself. You know, uh, when you grip a stone, it's a lot of um, uh, chest work. So doing a lot of flies and that sort of thing to help you grip a stone better like and that's more important than using tacky you know so things like tacky and um, chalk figure out why you're using them and try and figure out if you can change why you got to use them for um, especially for beginners they're beginners you know there's, there's, there's too many guys at the gym that does come training and they're, and they're also quite young 15, 16 years old you know the, the, you know, the, the skinny lads when they get bigger they'll put some bulk on they do some squatting bang you know, on goes the belt straight away. Some over pressing, knocking that bang, on goes the um, the straps straight away. Like, I mean, just 
when you're younger, let your body develop itself, you know. Don't restrict it by doing a heavy movement straight away. Don't restrict it by putting on your straps straight away. It just, it's pointless, you know. Let, let your ligaments and, and whatnot, let them develop. Another pet peeve I've got is when people wear a strap for no reason. Like, people train legs on a leg press, but they're wearing wrist straps. What's the point in that? You know what I mean? It's pointless to stick them off. They're, for me, they're people that do a lot of ego lifting. You know, um, all I want to do is like show off. They've got this fancy strap on, like, or whatnot. So, yeah, that's in a nutshell how I train, what I use, and how I use it. Uh, again, there's videos on, on, on my YouTube that breaks down my kit bag and, and like my straps, like, and, and stuff that I use, my lifting aids, like, and that. Um, again, hope you guys enjoyed it. If there's any questions you've got for me, Again, Instagram Beard Fitness ninety one, Facebook Beard Fitness ninety one. Um, I'm open to suggestions on videos and topics. My next video will be how I got into strongman. I know I said I'm going to do this one as supplements, but I've not had time to research it. So this one obviously is about how I train. The next video will be about my strongman. After that, I will do a video on supplements. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay strong, and I'll see you next time.